This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rorschach von Dorschach. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. good. Actually, I don't know. <gasps> Ooh, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you feel either. Here's the thing. I would say it's like a 50-50 split when the topic du jour is a film. Mm-hmm. 50-50, we sort of text about it ahead of time, and I at least know where you're going or you know where I'm mm-hmm. going. I have no clue if you liked, loved, or hated this movie. I don't I don't want to know same, if you did either. Right. No idea if you did either. And guess what, Ryan? You're not going to find out about it right now. You're going to find out about it after the news. <laughs> is this Ryan this is great stuff right out of the gate Rick and Morty is coming back November 10th it's yeah. season four they're going to release five episodes then they're going to take a break and release another five or whatever but finally Rick and Morty returns and therefore we as a podcast will finally do a Rick and we Morty can do it we can We're do a Rick and Morty retrospective yes. we just have to do it by November 10th which is great so right after Dor- great. Dor- right October after 4 awakening we will mm-hmm. bust out Rick and Morty, so we can awesome. We can do the, the highs, do the highs and lows of Rick and Morty. Highs, what we like, what we don't lows, like. Best mm-hmm. character, worst character. Yeah. Who do you need uh, more of? Oh, I can tell you that right now, but I'm not going to. No, I'm save it. To. Save it for it's the a, episode. It's a little. Don't you think it's a little annoying though that they do like five and then break and then five? Yeah, because like the South Park guys, we've seen how rigorous their schedule is, and they pump yeah. out ten or whatever. They might take a break here and there during the season, but. They pump out a whole bunch of episodes, and their stuff is like real timely. Whereas, like Rick and Morty, it's you can watch that whenever you want, and it's not like they're keeping up with today's stuff for the most part. Now, am I wrong? Is Dan Harmon like that just a big of a pain in the ass? Because it seems to me that like Justin Roiland like wants to rock, like he wants to like do this and get it done and rock and roll. And it seems to me that like Dan Harmon is like such a pain in the ass, but he's he's a creature that's bound to him. Like he he can't do it without him. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, there's there could be like an inside story there. There could be there could be like a true Hollywood story, of like oh. Rick and Morty or something. You know, e, true Hollywood story is back, baby. Did yeah, it's back. That is back. See, I actually stumbled. Uh, my wife was watching it the other night, and it was the like that sex cult that Alex and Allison Mack was in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although they weren't taught when I watched it, it was it wasn't anything about sex yet. I think they were. Maybe oh, it was just like a weird. It. it was a weird group of people. Yeah. Weird consortium of people. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they said. Actually, mm-hmm. is it really? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cartoons that are sure. better suited for adults or at least um, more mature individuals, Big Mouth season three is currently available. Sure. But with all the horror movie stuff, with all the Breaking Bad stuff, I haven't started yet. I'm looking forward to it, but I haven't had time yet. I watched the first episode, and how it's, is it? It's just. I, I, this is going to sound like a slight, but it's not. It's just more of the same. It's just right out of like, no, that's good. It's smart. It's good. It's topical. It's it's the that's first episode, good, and that's how they start it. Is it really? He does the recap. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and he shows he shows up again, obviously. But um, it's great. Oh, it's the best. in the sense that like they're dealing with real things, but like in like a middle school. So the first, it's like a me too. Um, like a me too kind of thing, like uh-huh. a, or like a, um, like basically they institute a dress code for the girls at the school, but not the boys. So it's like the whole, just teach the boys not to look at us. Yeah. Or, you know what that. I mean? And they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easier that way. Yeah. It's one of those deals, but it's, it's good. It's actually crazy clever. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Ryan, they said it would never be done, but this no, hashtag, I- <laughs> this hashtag Dorktober is indeed the return of Uncle Buck. You said it. 
I never said it wouldn't happen. Said, I'm, not, no, I'm making a joke. I think it was Uncle Buck. Now, I listen, mean, yeah. that's a little inside hashtag dork. Maybe some yeah. of the new listeners have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Uncle Buck, who's one of the OG mm-hmm. Barstool sports writers, yeah. had teamed up with us for a handful of episodes back in the day. We did mm-hmm. uh, Alan Moore. We did Stephen King movies. We did Top 50 Horror Movies, in fact. Yeah. Uh, that was a great three-part series of hashtag dork. And then we got into a little bit of a disagreement. I thought he spoiled Endgame. He thought he didn't spoil Endgame. There was a bit of a falling out, but we're yep. all adults. We're all, we're adults. all adults. And and it's fitting because hashtag October 4 should have been the return of Uncle Buck. And it was because he was our comic buck or comic con mm-hmm. correspondent. He was in New York Comic Con this weekend. He was sending us some pictures and some videos. He sat in on uh, the Ryan Reynolds panel there for his new movie, which is sort of video game related. Mm-hmm. He also took a bunch of pictures that like the whole El Camino setup and everything. New York Comic Con looked like a pretty, pretty serious stuff. You can check our Twitter at Dork Podcast for all the stuff, which all came courtesy of our guy, Uncle Buck. Today, we spell redemption B-U-C-K. He's back, good. baby. They said He's it couldn't blocked. be done. Yeah, it can be done. I still think Dare you kind we of spoiled Endgame. But... Friend, friend of the podcast, Uncle Buck. That's right. That's right. He's back. Friend He's, yeah. and lover. Friend Uncle and Buck. lover of the podcast, Uncle Buck is back. And I'm yeah. glad to have him back. And he yes. did talk about being the boots on the ground at New York Comic Con. He, oh, he was sending turning all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. It was good news. Mm-hmm. Um, the Walking Dead, Ryan, is getting another spinoff, which you won't watch. No, absolutely no. not. And guess what? Here's a promise. Neither will I. Good. I doubt it. You'll watch it. Ah, no, actually, it. I haven't even finished the actual Walking Dead. I'm not even caught up. I've actually, oh this is hard for me to do, but I bailed on a TV show that I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of watching. Is this uh, uh, Michonne's last season? That's what I'm hearing. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. Danny Guerrero. That's her last yeah. season. Yeah. Okoye. Okoye, yes. Yeah. She's moving on to bigger and better things. She's bigger, better things, man. She's got a she's you know, she's a good actress. Good she's a really good actress. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll probably be in Black Panther 2, Electric Boogaloo, I would imagine. Oh, I assume so, right? I, I mean would, she's I would I would think so. Hope so, Ryan. So I have a bit of news, Richard, that's not actually on our list. Yeah, what do you Speaking got? of speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, did you hear I reading reports that that there was this big campaign? For Robert Downey Jr. to be nominated for an Academy Award for his role as Iron Man in Endgame, you know, and he, would, and he withdrew it. Really? He did. Why? Just didn't. You want to know why? Because he heard what Martin Scorsese said about him. Oh yeah, it's not real cinema. I mean, what a horse's asshole that guy is. And I don't, you know, we don't really like to work, you know, too blue on this, on this spot. Fuck. You, dude. I know you. You haven't made a good movie in twenty years. Yeah, twenty years, and you have this movie. I'm not gonna big market tease. We're gonna talk about something that even like people are like still paying homage to you. I'm all, and, and, and all you can do is be a prick. It's like just you're like, a prick. So what's the uh, people are so fucking stupid. Like if what's you, the point of, what's the point of a movie? You think Ryan? Entertainment. It's oh, okay. entertainment. No, it's not. It's actually much, much deeper than that. Okay, it is. Uh, there, it's there is art. Art. Anybody, as an artist, yes, yeah, same. As an artist, you know, I can tell you that like there is art and there is entertainment, right? And if you mean to tell me, two they meet. You mean to tell me that this piece of shit that you're going to give us, the Irishman, which is going to flop, yeah. is somehow high art. Like and and anybody who around me who uses the word cinema Oof. when talking about yeah. movies, yeah, seriously, non ironically, yeah, I'm guarantee you if you use that in my presence, I'm having some sort of rage fantasy in my head. <laughs> if you say like, oh, I went to the, oh, that's not good cinema. Like, hey, fuck you. That's a good point, Ryan. And let me tell you something. Do you know what Avengers Endgame and The Irishman have in common? Uh, it's very long. Bunch of people playing pretend. Playing pretend. That's all it is, man. Are they? Are they those real characters? No, they're nope. not. Are they getting filmed? And are they? Are there lines written down that they're saying? Yes, there is. And I or actually, yeah. I mean, they're they're both going to be long ass movies mm-hmm. where famous actors got to play pretend. Do I believe that 
moving pictures can be considered art. Sure. Yes, I, I absolutely sure. do. Sure, I absolutely do. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that to look at, let's look at, I'm going to IMDB right now. Yeah. Think of like Martin Scorsese's whole career, right? Every Robert De Niro movie ever made. Every Robert De Niro movie ever made. Let's look and at now some of these. every Leo DiCaprio movie. Okay. Let's look at, let's go all the way. Let's look at the last 20 years. Okay. Right. Cutoff point being 1999. Uh, he was the executive producer of the movie The Snowman with, um, What's his name? Fastbender that got like 20%. That and that might be high, Ryan. That is it regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. Right. Or one of the worst pieces of art uh ever to hit the cinema. Uh, let's see. Yeah, did he direct anything? What did he direct? Hugo. It's a it's a no for me, dog. The Wolf of Wall Street. I didn't like it actually. I'm not I didn't like that, that movie for this all. argument. I didn't care for it. I did not like that movie at all. Yeah. Um, they cussed a lot in it. Maybe that's what I do. You know what? Yeah, I think we found it. The Avengers don't say fuck enough. Maybe that's it. Did Scorsese would love it? Like, I don't know. Like some of these movies, like they're not they're not for me. But I also think there's a there's a difference between movies not being for you, and then for you just to say like that whole group of movies is like garbage trash. It's like a lot of people really like them, and so what? How does how does that bother you? What is it? I think it bothers him because like he's you're fucking dinosaur now, man. And like yeah, respect to you, like Eight respect 16. to you for making Casino and Goodfellas oh, and yeah. Cape Fear and like uh, King of Comedy. Basically, you said like any De Niro movie, you Raging Bull, right? Was Raging Bull, yeah. I like a lot. Listen, I love a lot of his movies, and, I, and I'll still like those movies even though he's a horse's asshole. But he is a he is the in not he is like a horse's like the colon. inside like, of a horse's asshole. He is the prolapsed anus yeah. of a horse. Yeah, that's it. That's who we're dealing with right now. That's who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you care so much about? Like, what other people think necessarily? Oh, he made the movie Silence with Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson about like uh, Jesuit priests who travel to Japan. Yeah. Did you see that one? I did not see that one. Oh yeah, know. you and, and a lot by of the people. way, this is also this. I think also goes back to how. Um, shit on the whole comic book industry is amongst yeah. a lot of people. Like a lot of people look, for, they frown on it like they're just for kids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of comic books are, but there's also a lot of comic books that aren't. And we've discussed this at nauseum with the podcast. But I'm sure if Martin Scorsese adapted a film from a great book, like a novel, mm-hmm. oh, he, he tried think, that. He like, look at this. This is amazing. But yeah. oh, that that book over there had pictures in it, so it can't be good. The Snowman. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me just to let me just to recenter ourselves here. Yes. Do I think that the work the the body of work of Martin Scorsese is great? Yes, I do. Sure, of course. It do is. I like him as a person? No, nope. no, I don't, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Don't like him at and all. You can't tell me that I have to. Mm-mm. Is the guy is no. Goodfellas good? Two thirds of it, yes. You know who's. Actually, I have to disagree. The whole movie is pretty damn good. Uh, once they start getting it, once they start getting it, uh, I can tell you the, the mm. turning point for me is when Karen goes to Janet Rossi's Karen! apartment, starts banging on the door. That That's whore when, in apartment twenty three, Janet Rossi, like that. From that scene forward, I'm out. Yeah, well, not friend of the podcast, Martin Scorsese. No, no friend of the podcast. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Scorsese like? Wasn't he really good friends with George Lucas? Or am I mixing that up? Weren't they like all boys? Like every good thinking of Spielberg. Spielberg is, but I feel like all the good directors from back then were. Like that was a sorry, that was that was very uh, Marcus from the boxers of me to say Steven Spielberg's name that way. Well, that's how he says it. That's how he says it. It's a tip of the cap to him. Tip of the cap. Yeah. The rest of those, there's like a whole bunch of. They all went to like USC film school or something. Like they all were buddies. But I'm just saying, if if Scorsese was friends with Lucas, like what does he think about the Star Wars movies then? Oh, that's not. It's not real cinema, Richard. If he doesn't like the Marvel movies, like my God, it's not cinema. All right, let's talk about some cinema, Ryan. Actually, before we do that, let's Let's get to your news of the week, which there is some big news. Big news. It's time for Davey's video game. So what I have, Richard, today, holiday, a year from now, a year from now, 
Sony will release its PlayStation 5, the fifth oh, iteration of the PlayStation. Boy, do I Which feel is old. now, it's boasting some pretty mean guts in it. And like virtually no load times. They were saying that any generation console game now will have like under two second load times. Boy, which is good. like ridiculous. So if you like, which sucks because if you think of like Spider-Man, like the, one of the coolest like bits of that game was the load screens where the, um, like in the subway and he was like just taking the subway. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But once you saw that once or twice, once you saw it once or twice, you're out. But to have games that can be that have a processor that's that fast that will rival like PCs. Like we're starting like to blend. Like we're starting to blend now. Yes. yes. Like it, consoles were typically like playing catch up with PCs, and now like it just they're 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 catching up. And I think this is going to be the one that kind of writes the ship a little bit in terms of blending console and PC gaming. Um, and I would love to see some cross play with some like some graphics that are identical, the processor speeds that are identical, so you don't get kind of like that lost in the wash kind of thing. Um, there's a new controller, which I'm told that has haptic feedback. So it like, when you get hit, like the controller, like, and there's, uh, I forget. So there's, you can also, um, customize the pressure of the triggers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like a completely customizable controller, which these, uh, so what they're trying to do is get rid of these like second part or third party controllers that you can customize and have like all sorts of like different modifications and buttons and stuff. And they're just trying to just give you that right out of the shoot. So you don't have to go out and buy third party controllers from Astro that are like $200. Two questions. Yeah. Do we know how long they'll continue to make PlayStation four games for once that's released? So it's interesting. I don't know, but I know that they're working on backwards compatibility for sure. Okay. So like it doesn't, or what they might just have is like you know remastered games, and I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer to that. What about I, uh, price point? Did they say anything about price point yet? I didn't read anything about price point. Got to be. It's got to be five, five six hundred bucks. Five hundred out of the shoot. Start. Yeah, which is if you think about it, building a PC, building a PC yeah. that will run typically will cost you around a thousand dollars. If you want yeah. something that like True. is good and usable, like you're upwards of around. And I know people say like you can get one working for like five fifty. You can, but like that's gonna it's not really future proof. I wonder what game they would have, like sort of for the launch. Um, and, I, and then and now it le- it lends more credence to the story that like the people talking about Grand Theft Auto Six is going to be multiple cities. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking Grand Theft Auto Six. Like, so they're going to have the rumor is, is that you're going to have um, Liberty City, Los Santos, Vice City, and maybe another one that Amazing. you can go between all of them. Amazing. Which would be amazing. That would be the. I would never stop playing that game. And, oh my god, never. so much fun, right? Pretty good, Ryan. Anything else? No. Okay. Here no, we that's go. it for me today. Let me ask you a very simple question: Are you ready for the topic du jour? No. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today it is the film that was recently in the cinema, Joker. Mm. It is two hours and two minutes long. It is currently on Rotten Tomatoes, rocking a 69% by the critics. Yes. Nice. Nice. And an audience score of 90%. Mm-hmm. We begin, as we always do here on Hashtag Dork, when we are reviewing movies, TV shows, or the occasional video game. We start spoiler-free. And let me ask you, Ryan, did you like it? I think so. Oh, that seems deep and complicated. Yeah. 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 It was a lot. There's lots to unpack, and that's why we're here. And can I tell you? Can you tell me anything you want? I can tell you anything I want. Are, we in, the, are want. we in the trust tree? The tree with the in trust. In the nest. By the way, that's a reference to another Todd Phillips movie. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I had a similar reaction at the end of this movie. I haven't felt like this at the end of a movie since I saw Requiem for a Dream. Oh boy! I feel like the ending to Requiem for a Dream messed me up more than the ending to this movie. But I remember finishing when the for the one specific fit. reason, actually two specific reasons. Ass to ass. Ah. <laughs> um, right, it was theater of the mind I was going for. <laughs> you ruined it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you felt messed up after watching it. It was like I just 
and the whole I was there, and the whole audience just kind of sat there for like a beat. Yeah, you know. And yeah, just, like the yeah. credits started to roll, and you're like, and people didn't really move. And it wasn't right. like we're we're waiting to see if there's an end credit. We're just like we're all we knew there wasn't an end credit, so you're just like, hmm, yeah, like what is the deal with yeah. this? Well, Ryan, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it, and you have to know going in that it is messed up. Like there's a lot of stuff that's it's ugly. It's, it's fucking heavy. It's heavy, heavy shit. Yes. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is great in it. Incredible. There's no arguing that. There's no. Maybe you didn't like the movie, but you had to respect the shit out of Joaquin Phoenix. Oh God, yeah. Like, like, the, like incredible, incredible. Like I've. I don't think. Should we say on like a Day Lewis level? Yes. Was yeah. like Day Lewisian performance. Yeah. It's it's there should be some uh, Oscar it buzz has to going be. his way. It has there really to be. should be. It was it, he was that good, and he's in. This is non spoiler. Essentially, every scene in the every goddamn movie. Yeah, like it's a true character study. Like it's it's basically it him the whole time. Because here's a question we had right out of the shoot when we first heard about this movie. Did we need it? Do you need a Joker origin story? The answer is no. The answer is no. You don't. You don't need it. Think about how long he has been in comics. And yes, Alan Moore took a stab at it with the killing joke, which was very good. Which was very good. And there were elements of that borrowed in this movie. There were some. And other writers have taken kind of stabs, trying to open up some things, open up some doors here and there. But the reality is the Batman origin story has been done. Um, It's so good. It's so locked in that everybody uses that. And then – Whenever the writer uses Joker, they already kind of got him. Like he's already like a pros villain at that point, and you mm-hmm. don't really go back. I've always compared him to Michael Myers. Don't yeah. we have enough of a Michael Myers backstory from the beginning of the movie where he is a little kid, kills his sister, and then you jump forward, and that's kind of need- all I needed. Yeah, but I want to. We need to circle back. To okay, this when we get into spoilers. Okay, the did we really need it question. Mm. Once we get into spoilers, I want you to ask me that again. I will. But to your point, I agree. Like, if someone pitched this to me, like, do you think this is a good idea? My, I have a very strong feeling about this that, like, no, you don't. Yeah. And we'll get into why in spoilers. Okay. But, like, there's something that the movie did that I was very happy with. I did. I do think, though, knowing what we know about the Joker, and I'm talking about movies previous to this the TV show, video games, and of course, comics. Mm-hmm. If you were going to take on the venture of creating a Joker specific standalone movie, which by the mm-hmm. way is very rare, not just for the character, but how many comic book villains have been the lead, have been the title of a movie? Like, honestly, I. Is there one? Hook. Hook. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like marvel and dc villains they really don't headline with the villain no and maybe venom yeah good one. like maybe good one. Yeah. maybe right maybe that's that's probably as close as we've gotten because yeah. as good as like think about it, like there's no thanos there's no nope. magneto there's no dr doom even though those might all there, be was, supposed, good. there was supposed to be a magneto right there was and, then, uh, yeah. and i'm sure it would have been great would have been great I think if you were going to do it and you wanted to say, all right, let's unpack what the Joker could be. I think they did as as strong of a job as possible to make sure that he is the lead. We're not going to mess around with any, like he's the guy we're going to focus solely on Joker for two hours. Mm -hmm. How can it make sense to, for him to be what he is, what we all know him to be. And even if they sort of pick and choose what they use, they they didn't go. They didn't completely change him by any means. So if you know no, Joker, no, you know no, Joker. No. Yep. How how what could you do? And I think they did a uh, incredible job with that. Yeah, and the way it was shot, like this is cinema, Richard. This, dude, the cinema was nice, and was Todd nice. Phillips also does a good job, like in the Hangover with soundtrack. Yeah, I don't know if it's all him picking it. I guess so. I guess Gary Glitter. This was sort of some uh, controversy. Mm. 
Yeah. I didn't know anything about this story. Oh yeah, so, I knew about well, I knew all about this. So he's a scumbag. He's a disgusting yeah. scumbag. He's child in prison. Monster. I believe he's in prison. He's in prison. He's the guy that has the song. Dun, 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 the hey song. Dun, 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 yeah. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. So he has that song, which is in the movie. I guess it's a spoiler, but people have been talking about it already. Yeah. And he helped with the soundtrack, and so he's now making money off of this movie. And he's like the lowest scumbag asshole. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was I was listening to I because as soon as I saw this movie, I had to go home and like read everything I could about Todd. And so I was watching this uh, Variety was Vanity Fair was talking to Todd Phillips, and he said it was weird they had the person who did the score write the score before they they shot the movie that is weird so she gave he gave her the script and said this is the screenplay write based on this so she wrote that and then they and then the first scene where joaquin phoenix is putting on his makeup and there's like a the tear comes down yeah that's not a spoiler it's the first scene no 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 no. that might even be in the trailer and and he's like pulling his face like trying to do the the trial that's in the trailer and then you see like one tear coming down he was actually listening to the soundtrack they had him listening to the soundtrack, the score of the movie. Oh my god! Like while I was so that's pretty kinda crazy, cool. kind of cool, yeah. And uh-huh. there's some other things that I saw in that interview too that was like really cool that you didn't might not have noticed. Like there are shots you never see, and this was like like the film dork in me that's like fascinated by this. He made it so like all the city it was shot in like Newark, New Jersey. And the space between buildings, like you could usually see sky, like because there's no like skyscrapers in Newark, really, right? Mm-hmm. And they added them in so that you felt like trapped, wow. like you couldn't see the sky. Yeah, you definitely, I could, you get that sense for yeah. sure. And that's why when trying to compare it to other comic book movies, it's difficult because Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight trilogy gets a lot of credit for. You know, being being dark, right? Like, yeah. oh, like you know, it's, it's gritty. And then that sort of ruined the DC EU because they thought that was the only way to do things. So a lot of those movies have been kind of dark, but yeah, not to this degree. No, nothing, nothing is d- like this. And let me take back what I just said because there's one shot where you clearly see the sky, and that's when he goes up those stairs. Oh yeah, when right, he's right. going up and down that one set of stairs. Yeah, and that's the only time you see it. Yeah, and there's like some symbolic meaning, like that's him, like trying to be normal. There's some like ascending. There. The only time you see him coming down the stairs. There's a, lot of, yeah. There's There's a lot, lot of messages. Yeah, there's a lot of messages there. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Yeah, let's keep it to non-spoilers, yeah, there, guy. Uh, theater movie? Would you recommend for people? Yes, yes, 100. Right. Mm-hmm. Where does it rank ballpark in amongst the 2019 movies that we have reviewed, or any other ones that you've seen? I see top five. Yeah, for me, when I was walking out, I still have, as you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Endgame is still two. Yep. And then I think I would have this. Three. It's obviously very different than John Wick three, but I think I would put this three in John Wick four for the movies that I've seen. Yeah, it's definitely in the top five. I don't know where it lands. It's not yeah. number one, um, but it's no. you can an argument could be made. And this is like I gotta see it again. Yes, I, I honestly have too. to see this I, again. I would like to see it again. What is your hashtag dork score? Five. Yeah, I'm going five and a half. I'm going five. I'm going five and a half. And again, the only two movies better are the only two that I gave a six to. And then I think I gave a lot of fives, fours, and threes. So I think I did I give John Wick a six? I think I did. May, oh, maybe. Maybe a five and a half. No, maybe I don't know. I don't think we did. I don't think we gave it a six. No, I don't think so. I don't think you did but. either. But this is definitely uh it's it's intense. It's a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. You know, um there's a lot there's obviously when the the violent scenes are violent. You know, it's for us. It's a hard R. It's for a specific, I think, type of audience. Yeah. It's, it was just, it was pretty incredible. And we were wondering, again, go back to like a year ago when we heard about this movie. It's like, all right, how are they going to pull this off? And you remember, we thought there was a chance it was either going to be one of the best movies of the year or one of the worst. And it's definitely leaning towards the former. It's one of the better. You know, it's one yeah. of the, it's, yeah. it's good. I enjoy it way more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yeah. I did not. I know, I know that you did not like that. I did not care for that. Ryan, is there anything else non-spoilers that we can hit on here? You think? No, they, or, no. Okay. Just go see it. Go see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's a movie that you should definitely see. All right, spoilers, 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 spoilers for uh, Joker. The first thing, and as much as I liked the movie, 
I don't think anything necessarily surprised me. And I'm not trying to say like, Ooh, I'm like a real, like I'm a real Batman detective when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. But for example, the, the, the way he and Zaze beats his character kind of mm-hmm. interacted. I was like, there's no way this is right. No. And like, there's I, no I, way that's real. And I'm sure most people sniff that out, but I'm like, there's no way this is right. Yeah. Um, and also like the big ending scene where he kills Robert De Niro. Like you knew it was setting up for that. Right. Like, he I can't did. die. Like he can't die. Right. No, the Joker's clearly going to live. And yeah. he's like, how does he take it mainstream? Because he obviously kills those three kids on the subway. Yep. And so everybody knows that there's this clown. Well, they're the adults. Room. He said kids, but they're adults. Sorry. Yeah. They're adults. They're like <laughs> yeah. college kids, but adults. Yeah. You're right. They're adults. And so there's getting, there's all kinds of credit going to this unknown figure. So I'm like, all right, well, how is he going to be able to make it known? Because in all of these uh, different Batman comics and movies and TV, like Joker has a following. Yeah. People buy into, he's sort of like a cult leader in a way. So yeah. how does he get that attention? Well, you go on live TV, you kill Murray Franklin, you shoot, you shoot him dead. But so anyway, my, my point is, I wasn't really surprised at anything. This is certainly not a movie with any twists or anything like, oh, shit, I didn't really see that coming. And even the thing with his mom, which I think was really important stuff, mm-hmm. um, as it was going on, you're like, yeah, no kidding. Because, again, they, th- they, they throw yeah. at you that the curveball. Oh, they're yeah. like, she tells him that Thomas Wayne is your dad. And your first thought might be like, oh, man, they're going crazy origin story here. Like, they're like, really, they're really, really like, off the They're rails. not going to go yeah. there. Like, they don't have to do it all like the killing joke, or they don't have to do it all like comics. But you're like, they're not doing this. And you didn't know if, like, the mother really believed it, or, like, what, or then you just find out she's she's out there. Or is she? Because then, remember, he finds that picture of her, and he flips it over, and it says, like, was it, I think I wrote it down, said, like, love your smile, TW. Mm. And then there's the argument, did she write that? Like, did she... Or did he write that? All right, so like, let's go go with that right now. What percent chance do you think Joker is the son of Thomas Wayne? Well, here's here's where I wanted you to ask me: Did we need this? Did we okay, need a definitive sorry, origin? Sorry. I, I was so excited. No, this I just, I jumped no, this I is, no, because this dovetails perfectly. Okay, what I have always said, and why I had a problem with this movie from Jump Street is that. I love the idea that Batman on the one hand has a very clear origin story and it happens again, even down to the Pearl necklace and the Zorro movie and everything. Like it happens to the exactly how you think it would happen. Right. Yeah. So everyone knows that story. And I always loved that the Joker was the foil to the exact opposite of Batman that didn't really have a clear origin story. So at the end of it, I think in, in the killing joke, he says like his, his, it's multiple, his background is like multiple choice. Like it does, you know what I mean? Like he says like, yeah. And that's his why origin story is multiple choice. And that's why I thought this was the best they could have done with it. Cause in the end, like you have all of these origin stories that are kind of melting together and none of them are really true. Yeah. There's a lot of unknown. And that's why Heath Ledger's Joker was so good. Cause Christopher Nolan's in the dark night, yeah. he tells every person a different story about like how we got the scars right. and like all that stuff. And like, that's and this, so good. And that's what Joker should be. And this Joker could do the same thing. Like at the end of the movie, when he's with that, it's the same doctor. Yes. From before Absolutely. who looks a little bit different. So is he telling her all of these stories? So that's completely I, making them up. I was. Yeah, okay. So I was going to get to that part too. Yeah. Do you think, Everything we saw in the movie, with obviously the exception of his relationship with Zaze Beats, because mm-hmm. they clearly go and show clearly you that, 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 didn't, that didn't happen. They go yeah. back and show you all the scenes with her out of it. So you mm-hmm. know for a fact that didn't happen. So my question is, everything else that happens in the movie that we see, do you think that happened? No, not everything. Probably not. And I think that's why they sort of t- on the one. My, I guess the one argument would be: Well, they showed you all the stuff that didn't happen. Maybe right. They I showed you they, all the stuff that didn't happen. But but the other thing too, I think Joaquin Phoenix went on record and said there's seven endings to this movie. Oh my god! It's I just like think, they shot they shot seven endings. So the way that I viewed it was that everything else that happened, he did. I think he did go to open mic night. Yep. Now, obviously, Zaze Beats didn't go with him. Right. And his jokes got picked up. By the way, his jokes, a couple of them weren't bad. Like what? When he says, when I grew up, I told everybody I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. 
comedian and they all laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. That's actually a really funny joke. Like it's if really Stephen Wright joke. said that joke, like that's the thing is like you need to play. He needs to have like a shtick like that where he's just like so dry or doing that stuff. That's a good joke. Like <laughs> they said I couldn't be a stand-up comedian, but they laughed then. And then now I am a stand-up comedian and nobody's laughing. That's pretty I mean, good. That's, that's a well, that's a well, if it was written that way, I, but like, <laughs> I think no, no, no. I I understand for the movie purposes, it's supposed to just yeah. make him look awful. But I'm saying it's actually a funny joke. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a funny joke. It's not, and so also, so Gary Goldman is the comedian. Yeah. He has an HBO special either out or coming out. It's out. He's, yeah, he's a Boston guy, and he I've actually seen him a couple times. He opened for Dane Cook both times. I saw Dane Cook Goldman yeah. open for him, and like they went on tour together and everything else. But he had some good jokes. But what was amazing is you have. You have the Joker sitting in the audience and basically laughing at the parts that aren't funny. And right. then when everybody else is laughing, he's not. That yeah. was really well done. Like that was like you only hear his laughing. He's like taking notes and he's like really into it. But he's laughing at like the setups and not the punchlines. And like it was that was hear it? well done. Do you want to hear an Easter egg that you might have missed? I probably did miss an Easter egg. And then I'll get back to my point about what happened and what yeah. didn't happen. What's the name of the comedy club is Pogo's. Pogo's? That's John Wayne Gacy's clown character. Pogo? Pogo, the clown. Yikes. Yikes. Right? Clowns, yikes, man. Yikes. Clowns. <laughs> Clowns, man. Holy smoke. I know your affinity for serial killers, but Pogo was Pogo the clown was uh, John Wayne Gacy's that was the name alias. Of the clown. Oh, yeah. God. That's but also, I was just going to mention quickly that so Gary Goldman's in it, Mark Maron's in it. Uh, um, what's his name? Has a quick uh, Brian Justin, Callen. He's yeah. in it for a minute. Justin Thoreau. Thoreau. Justin Thoreau has a little, he's in little it. cameo yeah. as one of the guests on the show. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, I think that everything did happen. And then what ended up happening was after he was in town. After he killed Murray, everybody kind of supporting him. The Waynes die. They do a they they mm-hmm. do the origin again, but at least they yeah. did it really quickly. And I have no problem with it because if you want to link it up to the same night that Joker kind of became famous, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. fine. With I'm fine with that too. But um, I think everything. No, but Ryan, I just just I think everything happened from there. He then gets captured, is in Arkham, and then you just get a time jump, and it's the same lady. And he's who talking just happens to her. To like get a new job or something like that, and they yeah, good point. Do you think they do you think they he killed her? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, he 100% kills her cuz of the blood on his shoes. The blood on his shoes. He kills yeah. her. But that's a good point. Did he j- has he been talking to her maybe this whole time? Well, that's it. I mean, he's uh, been, he been talking to her the whole time man. and that telling her all these stories. Would she have worked at that job and gotten fired and gotten that other job? I guess it's possible, but maybe not probable. Well, she could have gotten like let go. They cut the funding from that, then got a job at Arkham. Yeah, and there's also like 20 years later at least by the way they both looked yeah yeah and i it's so um, it brings us up to like present day almost right Right. and because that take no not really because it takes place in like 2000 1981 and there's like things that like let us know that it's 81 like the trash strike in new york was 1981 okay so it's 81 and yeah just like the phones and like some of the the stuff that they had there Mm -hmm. makes sense um so one thing I did like, and so do you think the three, what about the three like interns on the subway? Do you think he actually killed them? Yes. And so that's one thing I like about Joker. Like the best Joker from again, comics or the video game or whatever is a Joker. Who's not like an elite fighter, but is a guy who can take an absolute beating and is also pretty dangerous. He's dangerous. Unpredictable. unpredictable. And that's you why know. at first, when he got beat up by the guys that stole his sign and it was like heading in a direction where I was like, oh, is he just going to be like a guy who gets his ass kicked all the time? Cause that's, yeah. he does take an absolute beating, mm-hmm. but Joker, Several times. he can actually, in some, some versions, he can scrap with Batman. Yeah. And cause he, and again, it's because, you know, Batman's so disciplined and he has no idea yeah. like, what he's going to do. What's actually when he gets his ass kicked. And I, I didn't notice this until I watched the Todd Phillips interview about the opening scene. Like he broke down like the whole opening scene of the movie. Mm. And if you notice when he rolls over and he kind of reaches into his pocket, he hits the thing to let the flower squirt. Oh my God. Like he actually like, like he hits like the thing and like the one and like even in that moment where he's he's still the joker like he's still trying to make a joke out of it 
like with like the squirting flower. Amazing. Which is is again is a part of we've seen of the jar- Joker's arsenal later yeah. on is the squirting passive flower. Yeah. I did going in again, we had no idea what the connection was going to be with mm-hmm. the rest of the DC universe. Now, not movie universe, we knew that was separate, yeah. but I just mean like the other characters. We didn't know exactly what to expect. I think I even predicted on the podcast, like I wouldn't be surprised if we heard the name Thomas Wayne, but not Bruce. We actually got both. We got both. And I thought that was and an awesome Alfred. scene. An yeah. awesome scene. Because first of all, he sees Bruce, right? As he's walking to the house. And what does Bruce do to get to walk over to him? He slides down a pole. <laughs> he oh, slides yeah. down the pole, which <laughs> I thought was like a nice little hot, you know. That and was then he, good. and then you have this kid. And I thought the kid was great. But I thought it was fascinating that both of them, like Bruce Wayne as a kid, never smiled. Nope. And and Alfred parents died. Yeah. And Alfred comes over to him. He's like, what are you doing? And he says, I'm just trying to get him to smile. Right. And he like literally grabbed his mouth and like did the smile. And the kid's just standing there like staring at him. So it it, it lends that, that that Batman, that Batman was like that from birth. Like he wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. His parents dying just gave him an excuse to be that way. Much yeah, like, so they're both kind of like from, from childhood. It's like a nature versus on the nurture tour. type of deal. Right. right. But, um, but I thought that was fascinating. That was good. I also thought it was interesting that they went with more of a dickhead Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And because I think some Thomas Waynes are like, and maybe it's just because we hear it through Bruce's storytelling. Yes. That he's the greatest guy ever, was a doctor, everybody loved him, like best husband and father in the world. Alfred, he like the, his goddamn butler loved him. And like, you know what right. I mean? And so maybe that's just this because in this version, kind of an asshole, kind of a dick. And I, I feel like when important people die tragically, the natural inclination is to talk about how great they were. True. And not talk about any of the bad stuff they did. Um, definitely true. And I think that plays into the mythology of like Thomas Wayne a little bit. And it also, now that you see that it gives, you know, it gives, uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne kind of like this. They, they pump him up. Like your father was this great guy. So you need to kind of like avenge him. Yeah. You know, but he yeah. wasn't really that great of a guy. You know who was originally supposed to play Thomas Wayne? I do. You could say it, though. Alec Baldwin. Eric Berwin. He would have been good. He would have been good. And he pulled out. I believe he pulled out because he uh, it was a little too close to a um, uh, 45th president situation that he's done on Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's the reason he gave. He He, he would have played it a little bit. Uh, New York important guy. Oh, interesting. He's like, uh, and he didn't okay. really want to. He didn't really yeah, want to do that. Yeah, could, could definitely be a, uh, be be part of it. But I did think the Wayne stuff was good, and like that was sort of a, a swerve, yet a predictable swerve that he was. Because I don't think he is related to Thomas Wayne. No, he's not. I, I don't. He's not. But, but I, I I love the idea that his mom, who adopted him, created this story for herself. Yeah. And I th- I love the fact that he might believe it. Like at some point he yeah. did believe it. He definitely did. He when he goes and sees Bruce on the other side, he's thinking that that's his brother. And like he, for the rest of the movie, even when he finds the file, like I don't think he still no. thinks his mother's lying to him. Like there's right. still some element of truth to it. Right. So he doubts it, but I don't think he knows for sure. So right. this guy doesn't know who he is, and I think that's the beauty of this character. The beauty of this character is just such chaos. Like he has no idea what he is, who he is. All he knows is that like. Like he just learned so much. Like yeah. he learned as we learned watching the movie that he was adopted, that he learned potentially who his father is and then who his father isn't. Although now he still doesn't even know what to believe. Doesn't know what to believe. He knows that he was like a, abused as a kid and that led to a condition that made him like yep. laugh in inappropriate times. What did you think of the laughing thing? Uh, the laughing thing. I, it's a re- so. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is the is great at playing pretend. So that's a real thing. Like that's a real thing of people who, like, it's a nervous reaction. Like you laugh at inappropriate times because you do don't you know think, what else to do. Do you think he really has it? No. Okay. I think it's, a, it's like a coping mechanism because remember yeah. his, his mother tells him like be happy all the time, so it's like forced. Yeah, I don't like think when I'm feeling sad. Either. When I'm la- sad, I have to laugh because then I'm like. Pretending to be happy. I convinced myself that I was like, all right, well, maybe they're going in this direction. And maybe he really does have this 
this thing. And then what made me change my mind is when he was talking to the two cops, one of the guy who was in uh, Boardwalk Empire was uh, Nucky Thompson's brother. Yes. When he's talking to those two guys and they look at it and they're like, wait, is this for real? And he just says, well, what do you think? And I was like, oh, no, nope, I and think then it's not real. The funniest, part, <laughs> the funniest part of the movie and he fucking walks in. This is like this really tense scene. Smash. He yeah. walks into the door. Like, so good. <laughs> he's like fucking waving his hands. And like, so good. Yeah. I also like the part where he just got everything out of the refrigerator and then just hopped in. Because you'd rather be really cold. Yes. When next, you're think about this. Not now. Obviously, cold. it's you know it's October. Yeah. But you skip ahead to next July, Ryan. On a real hot day, you're going to think about taking everything out of your fridge and stepping inside your fridge. Because you would rather be cold than hot. I would. I would. I would rather be cold than hot. I've maintained that forever. What are you saying? You'd rather be hot like a fucking my idiot? Brain, my brain just exploded. My brain just <laughs> completely exploded. I'm sorry. What are you, some kind of asshole? You'd rather be hot? <laughs> oh, the one the other thing that I really like that he said too is when uh, Zazie beats Zaz 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 She comes back, and clearly this is the moment you realize that like she she's like your name's Arthur, right? Like they're not involved at all, and she has that moment where he's sitting on the couch, and he says. I had a really bad day. Yeah. And as you know, in the killing joke, he said the difference between like me and you is like one bad day, one bad day. Great. And, yeah, like that, great. and that's a great callback to the killing joke. So that, you have all these like elements in it. And like going back to the Scorsese thing, which we touched on a little bit, didn't really get into. There's a whole lot of taxi driver in this. There's a whole lot of what's the King of comedy. Yep. Where he Definitely actually like, beat someone up to like get on like the late night show. Yep. Uh, what else did I wrote down? Uh, taxi driver. There's a lot of Norman Bates. Yeah. A lot of Norman true. Bates elements here, and with especially with the mom stuff. Yeah. And you so know, I thought he kills. Right. And I assume that he really did do that. And he probably didn't tell anybody. You know. Yeah. The Zaze Beats thing was was it, sort of the tell was she opens the door. She's like, "Were you following me today?" Like first of all, she, said, she, yeah. wouldn't, she wouldn't do that, and then no. if she did, and then all of a sudden they're like hanging out and making out and everything else, and you're like, but then part of me at first, I guess, was thinking, well, maybe there's a chance she's just as like nuts as he is, or like they but, tie her in. I'm like, are they going to make her like Harley Quinn somehow? Yeah, I thought that no. too. I thought maybe maybe Harley Quinn. Yeah, no, but uh, that, no, that's completely made up. What okay. do you think of taking a, a like a, a comic book character? And then really leaning on mental health into a movie. See, this is this is the part of the movie. Like, I didn't. I, yeah. I was kind of with everybody else. Like, I don't think that it's something that should. I, I don't think they did this intentionally. I don't think it's. But I could see the point of people are like, you're really kind of like glorifying this, or like making not making light of it, but kind of like there. Yeah, it's tough, man. I was because I was thinking that too. I'm like. If you were going to make a Joker movie, I guess, and especially in today's day and age where we know way more about certain diagnosis than we did mm-hmm. 10, 20, obviously like 50 years ago, not even close, that if somebody in real life, and it's weird because we're taking comic book characters and we're moving them to real life, but that's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're if, doing. If you were to do that, the Joker would have some mental health issues. There's just oh, no doubt. A litany of them. And but right. uh, what I think what I think the issue is now is everything that's been going on in terms yeah. of like and again, I mean we're not we're we're sitting here talking about like a fictional character, right? Correct. Like I understand the context, but like given the context of the greater and I don't mean to, this to be so too cerebral, but like things that have happened, like acts of violence that have happened. I know and the, the, the specific type of person that does these kinds of things statistically, like you're kind of putting him on the big screen. Did you feel as a side story? Did you feel weird at all in the movie theater? Super weird. I felt weird. Like I felt it, it was like eerie. Like I, I, just, leg- I legit did. And I'll tell you what happened is, and it's it's crazy. And I, and maybe just because they, they were hyping it up in the media like crazy. And it's the yeah. first time I, Maybe since it happened in Colorado during the dark night that I was in a movie theater and I legit was like looking around. And one thing that kind of scared me was I was, I ordered my tickets on like Fandango or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I pulled up the map to see like who was like, like where people were sitting, what's available. Yeah. The front left front row, left seat, like seat number one. Yeah. Was taken and nothing else in the first two rows was. And I was like, normally I wouldn't even bat an eye at that. I'd be like, whatever. No. But I looked at that and I was like, oh my god. And then I'm like, do I sit near the exit? Do I sit in the back? And I'm like, yeah. why am I even thinking about this? I, I did something. Nuts. I did something I never done before in a movie. Stood up the whole time. I sat on the aisle. Did you really? I did. Yeah. 
and now like I, it's it's nuts that like that I have to think about that now. Ugh. But uh, could I tell you a funny movie story? Because stupid shit happens to me every time I go to the movie theater. <laughs> yes, the grown man sitting next to me wears one of those. It was an AMC theater, so you reserve seats. You have like the reclining leather seats, right? It's Kyle's dad again. It was not. This man brought a blanket. Oh no! And a pillow, dude. A grown uh, man to a movie theater brought a blanket and a pillow. That's insane. And that's his insane the, the young lady he was with, by the way, he did not share the blanket with her, which I thought was odd. Wow. But he was, I'm not. He was late twenties, early thirties, and was aggressively rubbing this young lady's thigh to the point where she had to tell him to stop. Oh my God. I don't like where that was going. And it was like, I don't know what it is about me in the movies, but like the, yeah, fucking, we, I go to the movies with the weirdest fucking people. That is I bad. don't understand what it is, but would you ever bring a blanket? I would not like a legit blanket to a movie theater. If I thought it was going to be cold, I would bring a lightweight hoodie and some sweatpants. Maybe, maybe some sweatpants and some thick socks, but like, you don't bring a blanket. You're not a five-year-old. I would not. I would not bring a blanket. They shouldn't even let the yeah. guy in with a goddamn blanket. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, there was at one point. So that some, was the worst. That was the most uncomfortable I was at this movie. I was. I was uncomfortable twice. Well, first of all, it was kind of an eerie feeling. At least for oh, me. Yeah. Also, the guy next to me at one point like looked over at me for like four. Se- I could see my peripheral like four seconds. Was like, why was he looking at you? Were you doing something weird? I was jacking off. No, he. <laughs> <laughs> he was staring at me, and I was like, uh, and then. Like halfway through the movie, there was something kind of intense going on, and somebody like I must not have noticed somebody in front of me had like gone to like the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But they came back to their seat at like a really fast walk. I did not like that. No, no. Slow down. Slow down. All right, going back to the movie, Ryan. Do you think that? Actually, there's one thing I don't love about it, and I know you've pointed this out on the podcast several times, and it's a really good point. For the most part. Batman kind of predates the masked and colorful villains yeah. of Gotham. Yeah. And a lot of people will look at it and say they'll blame Batman for the crazy villains. Mm-hmm. So like Joker, they blame Batman for. They're like, we never had all we had was, you know, Falcone and Maroni. Yeah. And ben, Batman shows up and now we got Joker, Penguin, Two Face, like all the yeah. like poison ivy. Like we didn't have so the fact that in this universe, Joker is so much older than Batman, kind of like, eh, but it it was still fine. It's still fine because he's not really the Joker yet. Like, even at True. the end of this movie, he's not really the Joker. What about what about Robert De Niro calling him Joker and then him saying, can you call me Joker? I thought a little on the nose. He's like, look at this. But it was just such a throwaway line. He's like, look at this Joker. But I yeah, thought true. in my head, to De Niro's character, that's just something you say. Mm. like that's just something you say is like oh look at this clown you know what i mean right but you never know like what and i like to spin this positively like as a as an educator right like i'll say something to a random kid on a random some like word of encouragement on like a random day you don't you have no idea like how that's going to affect somebody that's a good point and a kid came back like six years later he's like you said that to me like on that day and i'm like i just i don't even remember having that interaction with you so have that happens like that happens so like if you say like this joker and like that's all he heard yeah like you know uh, so i thought that was that was okay because that would happen that's a good point no that's a good point now from what you know about this Joker, everything we saw in this Joker, do you think he would be a good adversary for a Batman? No. It doesn't seem it. Although, by the end, he seemed... Again, because he, all Jokers are unpredictable, but at the same time, they're able to get a whole bunch of people to follow them, and they have some sort of plan that is, at the very least, pretty successful. Yeah. And, like, and it, you know, as is... I don't know, like would you call them intelligent like most no, jokers or no? Uh no. And but there's this lends to the theory, the Batman theory as always that like the Joker's kind of like James Bond, like there's not one Joker. Yeah. Like this so this is the like the first one and then the Joker that goes up against Batman is like a copycat of that Joker. Oh, right. Like he took, you know what I mean? So he's like and they they all take it kind of like a step further. And I think in the rebirth, and I stopped. I gotta go back and read a bunch of the stuff. I think they literally said there's like there's 
three Jokers in the universe. And there's like the one that like cuts his face off. And there's the one that. Right. That one's nuts. Like that from, one's nuts. From the like new, the, death of the family. Yeah. And they like all take it a step further. Yeah. And so yeah. Like, I like that idea. Like this is a Joker. Yeah. Not the Joker. It's also super early in his time. So like over but the again, I mean, he's years, like what? 40. Yeah. True. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who would you say is the best Joker ever put on screen? I mean, this this complicates things, right? It does. It does. I need to watch it again. Yes. I think I would still lean Ledger, and part of it is I like his look more. I do like this look. This is a good, scary look, and it's mm-hmm. like more just straight-up clown, and I like it. And um, the, the mannerisms and the dancing, I just still, there's something about Heath Ledger's that I would go one. This is a close two. And then you go like, to me, it's like, wait, it's like, you said, it's like one, a one B it's real and, close. Isn't it? And the reason I would maybe give the edge to ledger is that like, I feel like the Joker's a little bit more calculating. Like there's a little bit, there is some intelligence there. I was going to say like, look what jo- that the dark Knight Joker. Yeah. What he did and the the stunts he pulled, like the money he got, and like all the stuff, and like going in there and killing one of the crime bosses, like this Joker that we saw, at least in the early stages of him, wouldn't be able to pull that off. No, he wouldn't. And be I also able, don't like, think that that Heath Ledger Joker ever even started out this way. I think he would have been already advanced past this. But the other thing that I, that now I'm thinking about it is like, is it? Wouldn't that be frustrating for a Batman though to like? Yes, I can outsmart him every single time, but it doesn't matter because he keeps coming back. Yeah, like he always comes back. Like That's I could. Right. There's out, something like, about that. You take a beat. It doesn't matter. Like he. Like I could. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna kill him. But what's also like, good about this Joker is the way that you could give him just a straight up like facts about certain things, like the straight truth, yep. and he would look at you and would hear it and just wouldn't believe it. And he yep. would just he would just take whatever answer he wanted, and like that's and he would be convinced. He's not like oh, I'm going to convince myself to think this way. He'd be like, nope, like I am all set. I like I already have my way of thinking, and that's just that's it. And isn't that isn't that the kind of the beauty of yeah. the Joker is that it's the exact opposite of Batman because Batman is like the greatest detective, and he's like all about facts, and this is how things happen, and this is the way of things, and he's like, nope, it's not. He is he's the greatest comic book villain of all time in my mind. Yeah. And therefore deserved a movie. So going back to the original question of if did, anyone did we need an origin? No. Like maybe no. Maybe maybe we didn't. But I kind of like the idea and maybe because they've made 200 something comic book movies over the last 10 years, maybe you start putting the villain as the main character and getting that perspective. That might change things up a little bit. And this one this one was a good start I think for that. It was a good start and it just I got I another question that, for you. Yeah. Do you want a sequel to this? No. You I don't probably, think you could, I don't think it could get better than I don't think you can add anything here. You probably don't need one, but I am also curious like what's the deal? Is he in Arkham? Who else does he know in there? Are there other villains in there? Open up the universe, but maybe not. See, my thing is I I don't want those questions answered. And I love that the fact that they did a Joker origin story and you're left with more questions than you had going in. Like, how are they going to tie this in? Yeah. How did the Joker come to be? And at the end of the movie, you really don't know. And that's both. It's e- uh, and I love, yeah. I love that that's equal parts frustrating and fascinating to me. I hear you. And that's why it's not a six for me because I was frustrated with like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sitting at the end of the movie, like, what the hell just happened? Like, what's real? What is it? Yeah, I know that. That's like, don't. I went good. in there with it's five questions. Bad. Yeah, I came out with twenty. Like, I have no idea where you go with this. Or you what to what? do with this information. I, I changed my original thought then when I said like nothing really surprised me. It was like the way that it played out, no. But like you said, trying to figure out what exactly happened and what didn't, then right away, like I guess yeah. because I don't know, then there were some uh, surprises or certainly questions left unanswered. Yeah, and I love... Which loved, is fine because yeah. sometimes when a movie does that, it's a pain in the ass. But I feel like there was enough things that were done and were shown to you that they kind of still they they get by for me yeah um but, so i'm going over my notes and there's two things i need to say before we before we wrap this pig up yep um i love that they called him a vigilante yeah that was interesting i love that that that, that for a shining moment like and that's he was, how they, he got a lot of people on his side he had a lot of people on his side and that happened a little too quickly for me too 
yeah, that like class war like happened a little too quickly. But it also was great, that you know, Thomas what, Wayne calling them clowns. They like, call them people clowns. Call them clowns. It speaks to like what that. Gotham City was back then. Um, and the last thing, so I brought this up and then I'll bring it up now. The shot where he's depressed and he's walking up the stairs, mm. like sad sack, like Charlie Brown walk up the stairs, and he's just trying to get back to like normal, like just back back to the level again. And then when he's in full Joker regalia and he's dancing down the stairs. Oh my God. It's like, it's like he's sinking into like insanity. Yeah. I thought that was beautifully shot. That was where the Gary glitter came in. Yep. And I was like, Oh man, I hadn't heard this song in a while. And then I just found out about that goddamn guy this morning. I was like, isn't it so perfect that for the longest time, like that was like a, you hear that song and you're immediately like, you start like Mm -hmm. I did it. Like you start like bobbing your head and then you're like, Oh wait, like that's fucked up. Yeah. So the whole time you're watching the Joker dance and you're like, you almost want to dance with him. And then you're like, wait, this is fucked up. Everything about it's fucked up. And it's supposed to, and like, it, I found the whole movie so unsettling. The movie was definitely unsettling. It was but like, I kinda, think that was done. Do you, do you think that was done on purpose? It had to have been done on purpose, right? The Gary Glitter thing? They had to have known. They had to yeah, have Yeah, but. I don't know, man. Do they know and just not care? It's like radio stations no, that I play think, Michael Jackson I, all the I time. I think the reaction we had, we had, was the exact reaction they Ugh, wanted. They wanted that. That's they wanted that reaction. Like, they wanted you to be like, "Oh, it's this pivotal movie. It's like the climax of the movie. Like I'm he's so, on his way, I'm and like so you're dumb. playing this. Like you could have picked any song, any song." I, my thought was, "Wow, I've heard this one in a while. This is this is a great call." And you're like, "Yeah." And then you caught yourself, and you're like, "Oh shit! Like this is messed up." No, no, no. I found out the next day. I didn't even know. But I forgot all about. You this didn't know idiot. about the Gary Glitter thing? No, I heard about it this morning. See, yeah, and see, the other thing too is like I, th- like you're you, it's like anything. Like you catch yourself rooting for him at some points, and you're just like, "Wait, yeah, this guy's fucked up." Like, well, and that's why they do. It. That's why, right? That's why they have him get his ass kicked early on in the movie because you're you see you feel that bad. you're gonna feel yeah. bad. He was just doing his job. They stole a sign. They were kicking the shit out of him. You feel bad, and then as things get going, you're like, "Oh, oh no, yeah," and then you're like, "I'm not supposed to be rooting for this dude." Dude, like, how about when not- he stabbed his buddy in the neck? Well, that guy. Do you know that that was the uh, the Yellow King from uh, uh, right first season of True Detective? Yeah, yeah, he's been into all that stuff. And uh, that guy had it coming. He did, but I'm he, glad he let the little fella go. Yeah, because you, you were the only one who was nice to me. Yeah, and I loved the fact that he couldn't reach the lock. I thought that was genius. Oh, that really that broke it up a little bit. But you know what was also yeah. amazing was how tense that scene was. So he kills the one guy. And then he tells the other guy he can go. And then as he's walking towards him, he like lunges, he like yeah, lunges yeah. at him. And you think he's gonna kill him and he scares everybody. And he's like, ah, oh, he's, like, he's just yeah, joking man. with him. It's like he just yeah. murdered a guy, and then he's but still making jokes. In that moment, that's the Joker I know. Yeah. That's the Joker, the guy who will and he just walked up to that dude and stabbed him, and it was brutal. Like that was, was a brutal death. It was brutal. And then he kind of snapped out of it and it was like, You can go. He's like, Don't and he, and he says to the guy, he's like, Don't look. He's like, Don't look at him. Like, just go. Like he snaps so like oh. in and out of it, and then and when then he sh- jumped at him, like oh, I thought, no. I, that's uh, the Joker. That yeah, that's the full on Joker right there. That's and then him. when when he shot the uh, when he shot Robert De Niro, and then uh, that also reminded me of because a lot of times in movies when someone gets shot, they either look away, the camera goes away, or it's like a different part of the body. It kind of reminded me of Deer Hunter, which yeah, obviously De Niro's in as well, and that was like very graphic, especially for the time. You're like, well, mm. oh god, that's gross. But that's like, gross. yeah, it's nuts. Like, how much of that's in his mind? How much of it is not? Yeah, crazy movie, crazy, crazy I, stuff. I, Anything else on it? I like this movie. I was deeply affected by this movie. It sounds like it. Sounds like it in a good way. Like, I, I, I have thought about nothing else for the past twenty four hours. Wow. And that's the mark of that. Isn't that the mark of a good? It has to be good, right? Well, we, we got to ask. Good. We got to ask Scorsese if it's any good. Is if it's cinema. I don't know if it is or not because it's a com- technically it's a comic book movie guy. Yeah, it's comic technically. You know that was uh, that was pretty pretty damn good though. And again, Joaquin Phoenix should get whatever award is coming his way. Because oh, that's the other thing I was gonna say is before like Heath Ledger and you were just like casting a Joker because I thought Heath mm-hmm. Ledger was gonna be bad and I was wrong. Yep. Like guys who just kind of already look the part. It's really yeah. just Joaquin Phoenix and a young Willem Dafoe, Crispin Glover. And Crispin Glover could probably pull it off. Yeah. Like they're already a little unsettling. And I didn't mind either that, like, they didn't do the whole ace chemicals vat thing. Like, I don't no. think that would have fit. 
That wouldn't. And again, that just hasn't happened yet. True. You know? Still could. Still, Still could. could. But also, like, what a crazy scene! Like when the when the two guys again come over before he kills the one guy, they come over to his house and he's just in f- no shirt and a face paint on. But like, it's not full face paint. Nope, it's, it's just the white, white, and it looks serious oh. shit. And they're like, "Hey, I thought you were like weren't going." He's like, "Do you have a job?" He's like, "No." You're like, what? Would you have walked into that apartment? No, I would turn around and left. Absolutely not. I never would have gone there to begin with. Like he, the guy's mom just died. You know, you yeah. got him fired. Like that's on you, man. They already know that he's a little off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else on that bad boy? See it. Uh, Yeah, I need to know what other people think. I need to know. All right, let's get to the pick of the podcast quickly here, Ryan. All right, pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Um, This week, I feel like we probably have the same because I both of us over the last month have just been shotgunning Breaking Bad. Oh my god. Holy mackerel. Like funneling, straight funnel, like so this, breaking bets. So this couple days from now, or maybe already mm-hmm. now, by the time you're listening to this, we will wrap up Breaking Bad season five. I still have a couple episodes to watch because it's like a 16 episode season, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, fortunately or unfortunately for us, I'm just trying to get through them. Uh, so we'll have that out in before El Camino comes out. And then mm-hmm. next week, excuse me, we'll have El Camino uh, uh, in addition to all of our hashtag Dorktober episodes. Davey just did Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Davey's wife just did A Nightmare on Elm Street. So you can check mm-hmm. the archives for both of those. My wife did Candyman, all available right now. And we're going to have more of those as well. Uh, again, some familiar faces and some debuts on the podcast as well. Um, real quick, because it's a Joker episode, some of the best Joker comics, I would say, Ryan, are mm-hmm. Death of the Family. Death of the Family, yeah. Uh, the Is it... Um, the Batman who laughs, is that what it's called? No, the man, yeah. who, whatever that one. Um, we mentioned killing joke. Uh, Brian Azzarello has a book just called Joker. Just called Joker, which is, a, I, that's, that's one of good. my favorite standalone yeah. trades where he like gets out of prison or it's like, no, it's the one that follows like, what's his frost. Yeah. And Joe it's frost. got, he's got the crazy, it's like a good cover. Like it's scary. Like it's, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff. Yep. Um, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And wherever else iTunes, or I'm sorry, podcasts are available. Just about everywhere else podcasts are available. You can follow us on Twitter at Dork Podcast. You can email us anytime, dorkpodcast.gmail.com. You can watch episodes on YouTube. Also, we have other random videos at times, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. You can follow Davey at D. Davey, final word on this? Okay. It's what you get. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. Fair enough. Yep. Fair, fair what enough. do you get when you cross the, the that's the joke. Yeah. All right. You get what you fucking deserve. Strong, strong ending.